This week in league, the city of Albury declared a cunt-free zone. Bryce Cartwright stands firm in his view that his immune system shouldn't be a better defender than he is. The Bulldogs attempt to lure Josh Reynolds home with ultrasound showing two future premierships. Plus, we power on as best we can, waiting for the resumption of the 2020 NRL season. All that and more this week in league. Welcome to episode 349 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I'm Jay. How you doing, my man? Oh. Same as last week, same as week before. It's Groundhog Day. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm firmly in, in for this countdown to the 28th. Oh, for the footy? Oh, yeah. You have no idea. Do you have a date set when you, uh, yeah, or at least a planned date? proposed date when people can go back in the office no not 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 anything at all no so what are you what are you doing in there no idea so it's just like until further notice until further notice so they could say on friday they could say on a friday they could say okay we're back in on monday yeah yeah. or it's gonna be longer lead i a i think we'll have some notice yeah uh and b i think companies especially bigger companies will have a fairly risk-adverse view for opening back up, especially since that would mean doing things like forcing a lot of people back on a public transport. Yeah. Um, you know, I've been if- hearing third party all week about a, about a, a CEO that's trying to force things, you know, in a certain way. And a, really? And a, and, a, and a general manager here who has... Written, who has who has written who has written confirmation that they agreed that no one would go back in there until at least the thirty first of July. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And so there's. Yeah, that's a secondhand battle I'm hearing every fucking day. Far out. Yeah, and Morty back at school next week though. Uh, eleventh. Yeah. Yet, yet to be seen. Okay. So, but the school is like the uh, preppies go back on the 11th, right? Yeah. they Again, because we're out of the public system. We're in the yeah. George Pell fan club. Yeah, which is part um, of like the same as ours, like the independent schools, Queensland or whatever it is. No, this is firmly the fucking like, like fucking black cross on your forehead diocese. Yeah, but I mean, they still like. I mean, they got the, like they they got the the religious affiliate affiliation as well. But those ones come under like they. I mean, it's like ours. Like they come under like in, it's like there's yeah, like which the, basically the Department like, of Education and your independent school. That's and it. Then you so got, each, yeah. each school can do what they want. Yeah, um, and it will depend firmly because they've got two classes. Yeah, they're looking at doing um, like the kids of parents who are struggling, you know, yeah. or who uh, need to work or can't work or on casual work. How many kids are there at the minute? None. Zero. I would assume zero, maybe one or two. And That's I'm only crazy. assuming that because I haven't been there. We did a little joke. Actually, on like the, aren't you on like the Facebook groups or like the parents update thingies? And- oh, yeah, I am, but yeah. I mean, I look at them. <laughs> um, no, we we did a, a little ha-ha drive-by the other day just so yeah. we didn't forget what his school looked like and there yeah. were no bags out there. Yeah. Well, they just leave him out the front on the footpath. No. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he, sorry, I should explain that. You can see his classroom from the driveway yeah. into the school. 
I, 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 I reckon school bags yeah, outside. I reckon, so. I reckon ours is. I mean, like I don't know because I haven't been down that that way for fucking nearly. You could almost almost say months. Yeah, it's, uh, it's like almost closer to two months than one. Um, but I think I I remember they were saying like you know this is the plan is we're going to do this until like week five we're definitely going to be off but once we, yep. if we hit and we're going to be doing the delivering the online stuff as well as and and then we'll be delivering the online stuff and the kids that of essential workers that have to go to the school yeah, that's it they'll be supervised but they'll just be working through the online stuff too but they'll just be at school working through the online yeah. stuff and there'll be teachers there to assist them and they won't be necessarily be their teacher or anything though yeah and then once we get to 50 percent though the, their thing was once we get to 50 percent kids at the school then we'll you know each grade, I think it was maybe. Then we'll think about bringing them in back, but I think I don't think that's going to be a thing. Now, I reckon they're close to that now, anyway. But um, now, you know, on Monday, preppies and ones go back or whatever, and then two weeks after that, it's everybody. Yeah, I, I think. Unless- I think with school, that's the first thing people are going to need to get used to changing, changing pretty severely. Uh, you know, and I was even thinking about the the journey to a footy game. Yeah. You know, if you think about a a footy game, think of all the ones at Suncorp that you've yep. been to. One of the big things there, and this is how much it's going to affect it. Just think about before and after the game, the throngs, just the jams people, around the entrances, and just well, they close off. Yeah. Roma Street. Yep. Um, into Caxton Street for people that don't know Brisbane. That's yep. What's that like? Eight hundred meters, a kilometre of street. There. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's just a massive fucking bunch of people all walking together it's like 10 wide yeah river of people yeah from roma street station yeah, down past dead, the fire thing up over the thing and then down yeah, yeah. exactly yeah you know, so and so then that's which, the thing of the past yeah. well yeah public transport to and from games yeah I mean, so. yeah it's it's a it's a thing of the past i think and but i mean if if queensland for example if australia were to keep the borders closed and queensland were to register zero new cases for like 14 days mm. then theoretically that means it's eradicated in queensland at which point it doesn't matter what fucking people do the problem comes in it has to become an australia-wide thing and then when you start opening up the gates yeah overseas yeah then, that's it then some you know yeah but I'm, oh no i'm talking i've had Unless people, you enforce like a mandatory fourteen days. See, this is the thing that I've had people say. Yeah, that the changes that come after the end of this will be far more drastic than anybody's thought. Yeah, and stuff like if you want to travel now. Yep, there will be a ten-day quarantine period when you enter the country that you're going to, and there'll be yeah. a ten-day quarantine period when you come back. Yeah. So the whole well, you can't have a two-week holiday because there's four-day holiday, right? Like I mean, because ten days you. you yeah, that's it. Yeah, you know, and it well, you know, pretty much kills the whole. Oh, let's duck over to Bali for four days. Yeah, it's you know, not take, a bad thing. Take a long weekend. No, it's yeah. not. Fuck Bali. Um, <laughs> doesn't affect teams like the Tigers because when they go to Bali, they have a very long time in front of them with fuck all to do. I'm sure they could actually like probably so, they could probably do like their isolation in Australia. And then get like a team bus to the airport and over to Bali and enjoy their full Bali. Correct. I mean, because you know they could watch two weeks of semi-finals while they're isolating. Yeah. And then head over, then head over to Bali and watch yep. the watch the semi and the fi- grand final. Yeah. They don't even have to be back for the Daly M's. I mean, they don't even have Teddy in the team anymore, so no one has to rush back to play for Australia. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so. Yeah. So, um, yeah. In conclusion. You know, they're talking about uh, now face masks being mandatory in airports and on airplanes. Remember when the face mask thing was like, oh, you don't wear face masks because face, works, face masks make it worse? 
<laughs> I don't think it was ever make it worse. I think it was always the thing of there aren't enough to go around. I think so. It was, if you're wearing I, one, my theory is that that it was actually a scare scare campaign or like a a, a, a campaign of of deterrence until such time as they actually could adequately provide yeah the health yeah. people who need it far more because they're, exactly. they're dealing with fucking bad eaters actual fucking runners yeah. yeah yeah the full on runners I mean in Queensland all, all fifty of them like. Ever, but oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> fucking strange days. I tell you, I'm actually, I'm, I'm, I'm loving the fucking lockdown shit though. Like honestly, like it's, I fucking save two hours a day on transport. Yep. Like yeah, you know, it's, it's fucking great. Mm. Oh, uh, mate, and I'm hoping that what this does do, if the if the the Rona itself doesn't wash the boomers away, then at least it might open their eyes to the. The benefits and like the the way that working from home actually works for people who are in an office environment. Yeah, because right up until like to this very day, but let's say this day seven or eight weeks ago, the resistance that some places had to working from home mm. was fucking like tremendous. And now they're probably seeing that you know they're getting more done. Yeah, I mean most places, most yeah. people are reporting they're getting more done. Yeah. Oh. <sighs> There's, there's been a bunch of studies done and, you know, I know we're not even close to talking about footy here, but there's been a bunch of workplaces where they've, uh, you know, for example, in a test said, okay, we want um, out of our 1,000 people or 1,500 people, 750 of you, we want you to go and work from home for mm. six months. Yep. Uh, and then, so only 500 people actually volunteered and they had to pick- Another 250 or whatever. The others yeah. that did it. Uh, and a very small number of them chose to do it after the trial time had ended. Yeah. Just because they didn't like feeling removed. But this was an environment where not everyone was removed either, you know what I mean? Yeah. That was a yeah. There was actually Correct. they were the so, removed ones that um, were the, that were separated from the And then you you know, you look I think it was Optus. Yeah. They're doing it full time. So yeah. they're not gonna have call centers based in the Philippines. Yep. Um they'll have people domestically but not in an office. Yeah. Yep. So that's their, their cost trade-off. Yeah. And I mean, I know places like Amy and that do it as well. Like, you mm. sort of have like f- induction for like a number of weeks or something, yeah. and then you're actually just set up yep. at your place. Yeah. And you've got your eight-hour shift that starts like fucking whenever because they probably run 24-hour or, yep. you know, l- late night, like yeah. maybe it's on 9 o'clock or something. Mm. But yeah. So, hopefully there's, you know- Just somebody- Somebody- just at the last ditch, get the runner somehow and spit in Bryce Cartwright's mouth. Oh, no, spit in his wife's mouth. Yeah. Because I don't you know want what? it fucking Let's, affecting the season. We can start We can start with that motherfucker. Okay. The article in question, of course, is if you've been living under a rock mm. or if your internet's been down and you've been <laughs> locked down at home, <laughs> can happen. But then you're not listening to this either, really, I guess. Um, Gold Coast Titans player Bryce Cartwright has reportedly uh, had to sign a waiver over the mandatory flu shot players are required to get ahead of the season's restart. Um, the 25-year-old signed the form and had been given the green light to return to training. This, of course, after he came out and said that he was not going to be taking the uh, flu shot because he is a uh, an out and proud anti-vaxxer. Mm. Um, and uh, another, apparently other players are expected to reject the shot as well due to adverse reactions to the shot in the past, which mm-hmm. is a different thing entirely. But uh, the shots have been made compulsory as a part of the biosecurity protocols that have been brought in to minimise the spread of COVID-19. And, uh, 
yeah, Cartwright and his wife, or more importantly, his wife, are outspoken anti-vaxxers. I did see an article today saying that, detailing that he was actually resistant to the whole anti-vax thing, but his uh, his missus wore him down with research. Wore him like, down with research. Good, oh, but, okay. And, I, and can I just say, that is the, I mean, apart from like, you know, the deaths and mm. economic stuff mm. that people might be going through. Mm. The worst thing of this whole fucking corona thing is, you know how there's like, it's kind of like a, it's not a meme, but it's like a it's like a trope that through this lockdown, you've got all this extra time so you can learn a new skill. Yes. You can learn people being baking and all people have been frittering their fucking time away doing yeah, TikTok yeah, yeah. dances or, you know, a number of different things. I feel personally attacked. <laughs> I haven't seen you do any of the dances. You just watch sluts doing them. <laughs> Well, look, you know. If I see you, if I fucking see a TikTok with you doing all these dumbass fucking dances. Some of us are hustlers, some of us are customers. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You stay a customer, I'll fucking Tonya Harding you. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, and so so people are, you know, and like I've been doing, you know, like, uh, you know, illustration and I've been cooking up a fucking ton of shit that I've had extra time to cook and everything. I've been making, I feel like fairly you know, good use of the time. Yeah. Um, but there are people that I see on Facebook that I've known for fucking many years. Oh, my God. How have they spent their time? Yeah. Clearly in fucking Google and YouTube. Yep. The fucking gradual shift that I've been observing from certain yep. people that, like, I'll be honest, they were kind of always at least, if not susceptible or, or subscribed to, you know, some gateway fucking- Like they were almost vegans. Yeah, not vegans. Actually, qu- quite, you know, quite, uh, you know, staunch meat eaters and things like that. Also- Yeah, but I'm Also saying, prone, like- to, prone to trolling people about religion and stuff like that oh, as well. Like, like Like people that, I, that you would think are- dead set your people yeah obviously because you become friends with these people and so of course you know that's why but just the gradual fucking slide usually i find the gateway drug is yoga Uh, and then once and like and then and then yoga yoga leads to natural medicine which is like you know a fucking misnomer um and the whole thing of course is you know what do they call alternative medicine that works. That works. Medicine. They call it fucking yeah. medicine. Yeah. Um, and it goes, it goes from it goes from yoga to alternative medicine and, you know, rubbish like, you know, fucking Reiki and, you know, remote light, you know, yeah. healing and shit yeah. like that. Oh, the magnets fucking help. Yeah, bleaching your anus, um, you know, with the sunlight or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. Um, and then it's like, then, oh, holy shit, then now, now COVID comes out. Then we've got vaccines, New World Order, Ugh, 5G towers. Oh, my fucking God. Yeah. The issue I have here, and and it's a fucking well-known issue, and many people share this opinion, and that's great. Uh, I very much subscribe to a live and let live philosophy. It's how I've tried to be after having a fucking stress-induced stroke. I, <laughs> I, I subscribe to the same thing, however, with a but. Now, my thing is live and let live doesn't entitle you to put other people at risk. So the exact fucking opposite of live and let live is live and put others at risk. Mm -hmm. Did you read the comment that his dumb cunt wife 
The ones put you put on, on Insta? Was. Oh, I have it here verbatim if oh, you wish me to say it. Please. I'm, uh, could you give me some, uh, I need some, some, some uh, spiritual, you know, maybe if you want to give me some, give me some kumbaya or some chanting or some sort of, you know, bullshit that these fuckwits. <laughs> the background, just just to just to get the effect going. Um, hang on, fuck! What's- you can just go just go straight up Enya Orinoco. Oh. <laughs> You're on Spotify with Enya. <laughs> Hilarious. Oh, we we are fucking. We share a hive mind at times. Yeah. It's crazy. I'm I'm a bit worried now that you're going to start yoga. <laughs> I don't want to lose you too. This is the thing. This is how you do. You, do yoga, you want to do yoga and not. And not how go- many fucking albums has Anya done? I don't know the exact answer, but I'll put it to you. Too fucking many. Jesus Christ! <laughs> there's a deluxe video edition of the very best of Anya. No one wants that. No, there's not a market for that. Oh, there is a market for that. Fucking yoga studios. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you can do yoga and still re- and still re- retain your your sanity. You do the D- DDP yoga. Do what? DDP Diamond Dallas Page used to be in. Used to be a wrestler, a professional wrestler. Yeah, he he started doing. He was he's was almost forced into retirement through like you know back injuries and stuff as wrestlers get because they fucking slamming around a lot. Yeah, and he just took some yoga concepts and then made his own sort of brand of it that ultimately fixed his back and stopped him from being retired. So now, and then, you know, a bunch of others, like you know, people with back injuries. The, and see, stuff the fact like, that you didn't say allegedly before any of that shit. Oh, it's fucking good. Yeah, you see, you're right. It's, this is the gateway. But you know, you know, but you know what the good thing about it is? There's no, there's no fucking. Yeah. It's like more like an athletic thing rather than a a thing that. There's none of this tapping into. You know, you know people use a yoga. It's like to tap into some mm. sort of third eye chakra. Fucking what? There's none of that. It's me. It's it's literally just here we go. <laughs> and she's on the line. Chanel PT on Instagram. <laughs> People have the freedom to say what they like, just like we have the freedom to choose which medical procedures we undergo. But ultimately, the proof is in the pudding. Our kids are a picture of health. They've never had an ear infection, never had a chest infection or bronchitis. They have no neurodevelopmental disorders or autoimmune disorders and are rarely ever sick. They've never had a round of antibiotics or any other pharmaceutical drug for that matter yes including panadol as parents we do our best with what we know for some health comes in a needle and it works for them what we're doing is going seemingly well seeing the state of their health so if it's not clear we're not anti-anything we stand for medical freedom and the right to choose anyway that's my piece Stay gravy, peeps. Drink some bleach. (laughs) 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 Yeah, so. Okay, let's start picking this apart. Okay. Based on her example. Yes. um, I've had unprotected sex. Mm -hmm. And I don't have HIV. Correct. You are. That means it's impossible to catch HIV through unprotected sex. Well, given her example, her logic, her logic, because she yeah. has a child who who hasn't had crippling fucking diseases and infections. Do you know why? Because the vast majority of people vaccinate their fucking kids, and the whole theory behind vaccines is that if 
all these kids are vaccinated, it's called herd immunity, and it's why it fucking works, mm -hmm. is that if there are fewer people to pass it along, then all of these fucking illnesses don't get a foothold in the community. So if you know someone, they don't get back, a they don't get a prolonged life. Well, that's it. If, if someone has fucking whatever it is, whooping cough. Yep. Right, and they're treated in a hospital. It means that all the people that are around them are vaccinated, so they don't get whooping cough and pass it on to every other fucking person they come into contact mm -hmm. with, who eventually pass it on to your kid. And then and and so if it, at, at its peak effectiveness, correct, it die it it dies with the either death or curing of the person yep. that person in hospital. Now here's the thing. Does it go the other way? If she can choose what mm -hmm. she does, um, you know, could she say that, well, you know what? Uh, I want to feed my child alcohol. I want to feed my child a bottle of fucking bourbon mm -hmm. every night before it goes to bed because I believe that has medicinal properties and I'm in control of what goes into my child's body. And or is that fucking child endangerment? And and I drink alcohol. Yeah. And it hasn't caused me any developmental issues. I mean, well, arguably, I mean, given yeah, the Instagram account, but- <laughs> But the, the thing is, all the research is done. Now, one of the things I try and do is I always leave myself open to new information. Mm -hmm. So, if she's done this research and she has actually done it, as in she has gone and performed decades of academic research- Or can produce said research. Or, or you know, produce I don't, I don't expect research. her to do it herself, but I mean- And if there's- And can cite sources- and can actually cite academic, scientifically sound studies. And not mention at any stage Andrew fucking Wakefield or anything he ever did. I don't even know who that is, and I don't want to. I feel I feel that I would be stupider for knowing who it is. Just I quick, just, just he he is he is a, a, a disgraced. Is he the guy that doctor, did the autism? That did the autism thing, yeah. yeah. There you go. He's he's the if 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 that guy had never fucking yeah. done what he did. There would be. I don't think there would be anti-anti-vax. Anti like I, I get, I get the anti-vax movement from parents with children, and I didn't. But I recently heard something, and it gave me a new way to look at it, and I, I now have more empathy for them. And it was a story done. Fuck! I wish I could remember what podcast this was on. But there was a doctor mm -hmm. and had a patient in his waiting room was there to get vaccinated. Yep. You know, young, young, young child, like sort of I think at the like two or three-year-old yep. mark, whenever okay. it is they do it in America. And they were running late. Yeah. And they've gone out and said, look, I'm terribly sorry. We're running late. We'll be 15 minutes past your appointment time. Just hang out there, right? Okay, no worries at all. The doctor goes out to go, okay, thank you. Sorry, it was actually 20 minutes. Your turn now. Let's go in. As he walks over- the child has a seizure. Okay. And it turns out that this child has this horrific um, neurological disorder. Okay. And tragically, three years later, dies. Okay. Now, if not for the fact that he was running late, that series of events goes, go to the doctor. Get the vaccination. Get a vaccination. He gets a neurological thing that kills him in three years. Immediately yeah. has a seizure. Yeah. And yep. then in three years- that parent for the rest of their lives is a militant anti-vaxxer and there is nothing anyone can do that can convince them otherwise. I mm -hmm. get that. Yeah. Like, I get that emotional side of it. Mm -hmm. But Miss fucking privileged wag live on the Gold Coast and fucking fortunately enough to be somewhere where you can say dumb shit without much repercussion. Mm -hmm. 
fuck off. But by, by just the fact that you are married to an arguably first grade quality player, that you get a fucking platform for this. Mm-hmm. Get the fuck out. Because it's not about you. You can do whatever you want with you. You can fucking smoke meth and stick a cactus up your cunt for all I care. Mm-hmm. But you are endangering the lives of children and you're endangering the lives of fucking vulnerable people in your community. Those people who and can't that's, and that's not re- and that's and that's not a freedom of fucking anything exactly. issue. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. You know? It it's science. Mm. You know what? I think, you know, you said that like that sort of scenario that you broke down where that kid with the seizure, yep. if you, you know, you know so I think the whole thing that got her started down this path is one day she looked in the fucking mirror when she was trying to take a selfie for her fucking IG and she realized, holy fuck, when I was a child, my parents didn't give me the vaccine that stopped my fucking eyes from being too close together. <laughs> Dead set fucking crab looking bitch. Get the fuck out of here. Fuck you and your fucking non-tackling bitch ass motherfucker. Next. Yes. Fuck Channel 9. <laughs> <laughs> Hugh Marks oh, sorry, just to, oh, sorry, yeah. to um, figure off that. Yes. Canberra, you absolute fucking pathetic shit cunt club. Um, Papali, Soliola, and Tarpany have also protested against the NRL's compulsory vaccination policy. <sighs> and they've gone a step further than Brycey. They have refused to sign the unmodified waiver that would have allowed them to train. So, what are the grounds for them not signing the waiver? Do you know? Uh, Is there a quote from any of them? The three Raiders players modified the waiver by crossing out a line in the document they signed on Tuesday. Which the line was? Don't know. Motherfucker, that's that's, that's much needed context. They crossed out wording- the crossed-out wording relates to players accepting they are at greater risk of contracting influenza by not receiving the injection. Jesus fucking Christ. It, like, again, I don't understand. I don't, un- you, you can't argue with the fucking numbers. Here are the people who are vaccinated, mm-hmm. and here are the people who got the flu after being vaccinated mm-hmm. compared to the sample group of the people that didn't get vaccinated. A greater number of them got the flu. Yes. We're not having a fucking philosophical debate here about arguments this this is just maths yep this number's bigger than this number and we're not claiming that the the, the, the flu vaccine has some miraculous 100 percent effectiveness with the strain and all of that sort of That's thing it. each it varies doesn't. each year we're just saying more than yeah. other yeah you know yeah. like really that that number is this number's bigger than this number mm-hmm. why are they so i don't understand i mean they're signing a waiver anyway so why does that particular piece of it, it that you know what it is it's that's a that's a that's a that's cunts making a fucking uneducated stand against yeah. a fucking some imaginary yep. fucking enemy that they're protesting. You know what I'd fucking love to have and and again I've I've seen this person give speeches before. There are a bunch of people who have come into Australia mm-hmm. and Jesus Christ if and if anybody fucking knows anyone about this, put them in touch with me. I'll fucking broadcast this shit. But there are people who have come as refugees or close to it Mm -hmm. from particularly African countries that have had polio go through where they used to live. Yep. That understand what a polio epidemic does. What a dead disease as far as what we're concerned over here. Yeah. That's it. You know, and and this it didn't die here by chance. No, and it didn't die here because you know God loves white people in Australia. 
Although um, they probably believe that too. Yeah, we're not fucking. Yeah. Except for, of course, the prayer circles that we're talking about here that with the waivers. Yeah, I wonder yeah. how much of an I wonder how much of a, a an input that is. Yeah. Correlation is not causality, but mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, wonder. Well, you know what? I'll start the. Let's see what happens in Parramatta. If it walks like a duck and quacks when you fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a thought. What? <laughs> um, like. Jesus fucking Christ. And, look, you know, may- maybe it's a case of first world problems. This is the biggest issue that the game's had this week. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, but we have we um, we do have more in terms of fuck Channel 9. Nice. Um, Hugh Marks has fired another salvo at the NRL saying it's not a given the league is part of the network's future. He, uh, so we obviously we know that, you know, they're not happy about the May 28 restart. We know that, that he gave preliminary advice to ASIC that Channel 9's financial <laughs> position would be far better than it's going to be because he had already just banked on not paying $130 million yeah. out to, to the yep. game. Um, he's saying, uh, we have to be hard. We have agreed to nothing this year. This is uh, during a conference hosted by Macquarie Bank. Uh, there is no agreement on value or for how long. It is not a given that the NRL has to be part of our future. It has to pay its way like all our content does. And if it doesn't, well, again, we are less reliant on that as a revenue source. But he also confirmed their interest in acquiring the NRL's digital arm. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> like, we don't need that. It's fucking shit. Really, do we want it? Is it returning any value to us? Oh, no, we really want the fucking digital arm. And let me tell you, there was no question about the sustainability of Channel 9's business and their relationship with the NRL yeah. prior to this once in a, you know, once in, yeah. in, in history or, you know, once in 100 years but, event. But this is the thing. How has Corona affected a broadcaster? Why are we not here? And, you know, I, again, I haven't looked into this. It, it may well, have in I, ways I can't I ex- think of. I, I, I expect it's just a, it's just a simple matter of um, it's affecting businesses. Therefore, it's probably affecting advertising re- revenue. It's probably taking a certain chunk out That's of people it. who are prepared to advertise yeah. on a network. Yeah. And the networks, obviously, they purchase content and broadcast yep. it and sell ads in the breaks. Yep. And that's what makes them a yeah. business. Yeah, exactly. So, taking away their, as well, I mean, like we fucking said a thousand times, like, you know, they're three or four of their top five telecasts yeah. every year. Removing those, of course, that's going to have a fucking- yeah, it, <laughs> it's, it's akin to, you know, the, the last dance documentaries on at the moment. Yeah. It would be akin at the end of, of 93 to say, well, okay, at, after 93, let's get rid of Jordan Pippen and Phil Jackson. Yeah, but I mean, according to that documentary, I mean, he was always Jerry Krause was always trying to get rid of Pippen from the sound. Yeah, <laughs> or, or at least not paying. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, and and it makes me sad. I, you, you do get into this fucking thought bubble. Yeah, the an an echo chamber, if you will, where you think that well, it's fucking common sense. You can see it. Most of the people that you interact with can see it. Mm-hmm. Surely. The rest of the world can see it or the rest of the fucking thing. Then I'm reminded of things like, you know, you look at the, the listenership of this show. Yep. Then the percentage of that listenership that's on social media talking about mm-hmm. the footy. Yep. It's a fucking small percentage. Oh, it's a drop in it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and at the end of the day, that's the shitty thing about being involved in something that you're so passionate about. 
because sometimes you just got to suck it up and go, well, okay, I can really not like Channel 9 and not like how they do it, not mm-hmm. like any of this. But at the end of the day, they've got it. Yep. You know? And some people aren't in a position for Foxtel or can't get it because of where they live. Or, you know, if I was a Broncos fan, do you really need Foxtel? Well, yeah, I mean, all, never, all, all your games they're on there like on, twice a year, maybe. Yeah, that's yeah, it. Maybe, you know. Um, and it's, yeah, we're talking about positions when you're negotiating. Mm-hmm. Nine are in the fucking driver's seat here. Yeah, however, the NRL, to in their favour, have a, a signed contract from Channel 9. And although the arguments could be made about, you know, the, you know, breaking or whatever, the problem for Channel 9 is that arguments would have to be made for breaking it. And they would be lengthy legal arguments yes. that would have to be tested in a court. That's it. And even if they were to win at the end of it, it's they've still got none of the, the it, yeah. it would it would it would probably do as much damage yeah. as, as anything exactly. Um, <clears throat> it's a tough situation for the NRL. I mean, I, I wish yeah, my dream would be that the NRL establish like you know some sort of line of credit that gets them through this this period and the next, and gives just to buy them time to yeah. to, to get their to get their case together. As a value proposition for some some fucking some other broadcaster, I I, I mean, don't know. Well, again, who's got the money? Yeah, who's going to lend? I would be happy. Who who is CBS tied up with? They tied up with seven or ten. Like, I would be happy for NRL just to you know live on one of the digital channels of of you know of like yeah. channel ten. Yep. Put one game on the main network on Friday yep. night or something. I don't give a fuck. But I mean, if you go throw the rest of them on. Have like a you know rugby league channel or something like that. Yeah, yeah, I'm all for it. Yeah, what is interesting is there's a whole move away from you know free to air television. Yeah, which gets its revenue from advertising. Yeah, and the fallacy I think is that that model of business is dead. You get the nine guy talking about well free to air is not as this anymore and free to air is not that anymore. Let me tell you, watching anymore. through the fucking apps and stuff like because we we don't watch we watch no free to air television yeah. live. Mm. We, the only thing we will watch is like you know for example something like the Lego Masters or whatever. Yep. And usually it finishes too late for the kids anyway to watch on a, you know on a mm-hmm. on a weeknight. So yep. so we'll sort of watch it over two two nights. They're fucking they they pack those they pack those streaming ones full ads just like unskippable ads just That's like it. just like the TV. But then the thing is, if you look at the main competitor to free to air network television at the moment, yep, YouTube, yeah, which runs completely from advertising revenue. Exactly, and once again, sometimes they have unskippable yeah. thirty second ads at the front. Sometimes you can That's skip it. them after five seconds or whatever. But That's you know, it. you know, and. And I, I am buoyed by the fact that uh, was it Volandis and fucking old mate that's interim Todd Greenberg now were over talking to Google. Yeah, um, yeah. Previously, if nine, if nine don't, Jesus Christ, get fucking people with handy cams out there mm-hmm. and and just put it on YouTube and say this is fucking like pirate NRL. Yeah, you know, we're, we're doing it ourselves. We're starting here. Here are the games on YouTube. Yeah, um, get ready for it. Yeah, yeah. It's it's, it's nuts. I mean, I, w- I would just hope that you know someone with money could do something about it. I mean, it, but I think in this current climate, it's very wishful thinking. They're probably going to have to. No, no one's going to lend. They're, they're going to have to bite. They're going to have to bite down 
and probably just uh, and just take it in the ass from well, nine at least for the the rest of this contract. Correct. Um, I mean, Channel Nine obviously is compensation. Want to reduce deal for like another three years after that. Yep. Problem is, another three years after that, Corona's gone. Everything's back to normal. Mm. Advertising revenues have mm. uh, kicked in again massively. Look, this, this is the thing, though. Again, like we were talking about at the beginning of the show, mm. Corona's gone. Mm. Yes, but things don't aren't back to normal. They're not back to a pre-Corona world. Because in two people years time, are, though, you know. No, no, no. So Corona's gone. Yeah, but people have seen what this does. Yeah. And so there will be fail safes in place for oh yeah for term- things like yeah. large public gatherings and and all of this stuff. I'll tell you one thing that'll disappear because of Corona: pandemic insurance. <laughs> because let me tell you, every motherfucker of business will want to be buying it after this yeah, is done, and no one will want to hold those fucking grenades. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine? Like an insurer would be like, "Ah, oh, we got a hundred years to fucking bank this." Yeah. Like, <laughs> but if something happened, dead company, yeah. <laughs> dead. Yeah. Yeah, that insurance sure, ceases to exist. And surely insurers wouldn't be dubious enough to sell it and then just knowingly bankrupt themselves and go, oh, we're gone. Yeah. We've got no money left. <laughs> <laughs> um, it It's an interesting situation. I do like that it seems the NRL's standing firm with its digital arm. Yeah. And I really do hope. I feel like they're, st- I feel like they're, they're standing firmer than they really are in any position to at the moment, just yeah. on everything across That's the board, it. which is which is fucking great. Yeah, and it just it does show that like like I'm I'm prepared to back Vlandy's 100 percent for everything he's done up till now. Yep, I think he's exceeded you know all expectations, especially yep. in some very tough negotiations. Yeah, if the, if they fucking let the digital thing go, then I'll be absolutely furious. Yes, but I think I think if they can get away with the projected 28 million dollars less. For this season, mm. but in payments from Channel Nine, and then get this shortened season out yep. and everything. I think if they can get away with that, even if, even next year as well, like to the end of the contract, yep, then that's probably a good result, really, considering what's happened. Yeah, that's it. And yeah. and there would be an argument for them that if they provide content, yep, um, you know they. It would be tough for Nine to argue, I assume, that by missing out on on rounds like this, the NRL are in breach, when the NRL has quite clearly and publicly done everything in its power to resume providing the the contracted service. And also when, you know, I mean, presuming that the the news reports are correct about the negotiations, I mean, obviously they're slanted, but I feel like there's certain things that are probably we could accept as facts. Yep. And one of those facts is that the NRL are like, fucking, we'll play till Christmas and do like the full 24 rounds and finals. That's it. But it's nine that wanted 15 and Foxtel that wanted 17 or something like yeah, that. You know? cricket. Like, yeah. so, yeah, so exactly. So, so they're like, hey, we've, it's, it was, it, it's been our absolute intention and desire That's to it. fulfill the exact yep. number of contracted things that we've, yep. you know, we're under. Yeah. Um, so then that's, and that's where I think it gets into, like, you know, I mean, Channel 9, obviously, lawyers are, are very clever and they'll have their own little definitions and arguments that they'll be yeah, able they to will. make. Uh, that Channel 9 hasn't, you know, the, sorry, that the, the NRL hasn't fulfilled whatever. But I think at the same time, the NRL gets some and, very clever lawyers and do the same. And again, you know what else would be fucking wonderful? If our NRL-loving shit-cunt Sharks fan Prime Minister could step in mm-hmm. and say, you know what, nine, 
we've heard you that you believe they're in breach of contract. I'm going to fucking borrow and have it on the ABC. So NRL, <laughs> seriously, yeah. here's fucking, yeah. here's the money you need. It's a government grant. We've propped up fucking industries yeah. like this before. Yep. And uh, we would like this sport to be shown on the ABC. We'll do the same thing for AFL as long as they can get around the fact that they're all in different states. Mm-hmm. You know? and, if they're, and if they're having that's it. issues if, with their telecast that's partner. It. Yeah. That's it. We'll do the same thing. Yep. But uh, nine, we respect your view that we don't that you don't want it. Yep. No worries. So uh, you're now on the ABC and probably with a better suite of commentators. Well, they can bring back Warren go. Bowen and uh, and Tommy Radonikus and and use some of that money Fuck to yeah. fucking to uh, to fucking bring Artie Beetson back from the dead <laughs> <laughs> and get the old Saturday afternoon crew going on. Just, like, just a hologram version, like Tupac. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, hologram Artie? <laughs> um, what else we got there? Andy Vax has done that shit. Um, oh, Aubrey, yeah. <laughs> So Melbourne have been forced to change their Albury training plans after the local council voted that the NRL club could not use Border Towns, the Border Towns council-run sporting facilities. They held an extraordinary meeting on Tuesday night after the arrival of 50 Storm players and staff into Albury, with concerns raised about the potential health risk. They passed a motion that council facilities, including the home of the local rugby league club Greenfields Park, should not be made available to the Storm in a vote uh, of five to four. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so now they're basically moving to Aubrey Sports Ground, which is the home of the local AFL club, which is privately owned. There you go. Um, the, this, to me, just sounds like a, a fairly shrewd political move. You know, when's the next fucking local election in Aubrey? Yeah, that's it. No you idea. The, the local council has just gone, no, look, we didn't want anyone from the big city coming here to, to do this and bring their big city diseases and, and all of this. We put a motion in place. Well, we've done all we can. Can't stop them from, uh, you know. Yep, done everything in our power. That's it. It's out of our hands now that it's privately run yep, place. And, that's it. And uh, look, you know, voters, we agree with you. Cam Smith is a cunt. Yes. We did our best. Yes. Um, What else have we got there? That's it. That's all I've got. Do you have any other news things that you want to uh, bring nah, up not, this not week? So, not so much news. Um. I was expected to go, um, to go full fucking hit him up this week on that Channel Nine thing, but that the the digital thing hasn't developed as a story. It's just become. No, it, it started as a one liner. It's uh, remained a one liner, and, and hopefully the more it remains I think, that way forever. The more I think about it, you know, the more I start to feel that maybe Nine aren't feeling as strong as as we're assuming their position should be. For them to have, they're just feeling financial pressure the, of losing fucking money. Yeah, but for them to have. Their top C levels come out now. Yeah, yeah. Like generally, generally they wouldn't be making statements concerning yeah. something that, yeah, that they don't have a direct involvement in yet. You know, obviously they go past their desk. Well, it's a, it's a it's a giant it's a giant conflict of interest because essentially the situation is due to COVID nineteen, Channel 9's financials for the year of our Lord twenty twenty yep. are fucked. Yeah. If they can somehow offload the responsibility of $130 million to yes. the NRL, that significantly improves their bottom line. Correct. As $130 mil would improve anyone's bottom line. Yes. Fucking give me $130 mil, please. That's it. But if they, <laughs> through their media arms, can talk down the NRL or perhaps derail the NRL coming back. Yeah. 
yeah. then it decreases the value of the and and it makes it. it and so therefore it it, it either makes it easy it, they could either use their media pressure to force them to not be able to return yep. which I feel they which they failed on you know we'd hope hmm. or force the NRL into you know into a into a position where there's perceived as less value yeah. that they can then use to leverage to get yeah. that 130 turned into 110 yep which is what they're trying to, you know which is what they're trying yeah. to do or the 100 what that's it? I can't remember. How much they modeled? Twenty eight offers. At the end of the day, this this is where the NRL is caught between a rock and a hard place. Yep. And it doesn't help that the fuckhead RLPA and dickheads like Cam Smith, who who are showing their true colours as firmly being in this end of his career for a payday. Yes. Like he gives no shits about anything else to do with the game. Yep. Or anybody else associated with it. And yeah, and I think, yeah. and and I think it's 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 not just the money. I think it's the fact that he's also achieved the number of games. Like he's going to have an unassailable number of games yeah. to be the top person there. Unassailable, you know, whatever, yeah, whatever just, fucking accolades he's care. got. So now it's just like he doesn't. It's it's he's he does care about money. He doesn't even give a fuck about like legacy or anything yeah. like that because that's you know in terms of like yeah. you know statistically and in the record books yeah. that exists there and can't be rubbed away yeah. you know no matter how much a cunt he is but it, yeah again and it's uh, I'm aware I keep bringing up fucking basketball examples lately um fuck it's been fun to get back into that but <laughs> I wish there's that whole that thing. I've lived in the fucking like 88 89 90 91 92 like that era when the pistons oh, were fucking chopping it's people so fucking like- good <laughs> so fucking good but you look at the record books yeah and Carl Malone was a better player than Michael Jordan. Yeah, based on based statistics. On, yeah, just numbers. Yeah, yeah. You know. So I think that'll be Cam Smith's downfall. Yeah. Is that he'll be firmly remembered as an absolute grub piece of shit. Well, look, in this in this day and age, like right now, today, yeah. One of the things that drives me fucking crazy about the about this whole lockdown thing on the rugby league side is just endless fucking lists. Of this yeah. and the best that and the That's top it. that and then and then they they've they've done that they've done every list known to man so then it has to be like you know the forwards and the fucking locks yeah. so it has to be yeah. the the halfbacks and then it has to be oh butt of the NRL era of the and I mean but fucking Jesus Christ yeah. I don't like lists anyway but yeah. th- I mean this is like fucking list of palooza and it's just gone way too yeah. far That's it but um but yeah in 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 that in that scenario though when they talk about the greatest players mm. I almost forgot my point for a moment but when they talk about the, the list of the greatest players. Despite all of those statistics and everything like that, yep. even right now, as he still plays yeah. and is top of mind, and he's still not fucking in the top three that, that people put down on their lists. Yeah, no, nah, not at all. And that's um, now. People are going to forget. But, but the thing is, this is where the NRL needs to do a spotless job of communicating with players, but also doing it in as much part as they can publicly. Yeah. Because the thing that- the the big winner here, or sorry, the big determining vote is going to be public sentiment in a mm-hmm. lot of these cases. And that means that if the NRL can sit down with the RLPA and whatever fucking players yep. and say, righto, so we gave it, we got this much for this year. Mm-hmm. Fuck everything else you heard about this much over this many years and all this stuff, we were owed this much for this year. Mm-hmm. We took- this much of it and gave an equal amount to each of the clubs. Yep. And that left this much for us to run head office. Yep. If you want to go through it, we will show you exactly what we've paid everybody from this person down to this person, down to the fucking 
cleaning contract for the people that will come yep. in and clean the offices. Yep. Right? That money's gone to head office. You need yep. that to run a business. Done your fucking business, <clears throat> but in the spirit of full transparency and everything, you know, yeah. That's it. We're not siphoning money away yeah. or going yeah. on fucking jaunts to Mallorca mm-hmm. or you know, Thailand to fuck Jeffries for a week. That, um, that'd be pretty inexpensive, though. I mean, that's cheaper than going to the Super Bowl. Yeah, but, you know, <laughs> look, there are two things you should Not never- Not that I know, but I could assume. <clears throat> two things when you're traveling that you should never skimp out on. Jeffries. Jeffries and Sherpas. <laughs> like, Both of them. Don't negotiate. Qualified guides don't taking negotiate. you into dangerous <laughs> and miraculous places. <laughs> Assailing a peak. <laughs> <laughs> you might see some dead bodies on your way and need oxygen. <laughs> um, but they need to do it in a way where they say, now, this is what we were going to get. Nine have come back and they have said that because we're only going to be doing this, this is how much they will give us. Mm-hmm. That means out of this head office money, these people have all lost their jobs. Mm-hmm. There you go. They're now on Centrelink or they're you yep. know, getting whatever. It also means that this much we were going to give to all the clubs is reduced by this much. Mm -hmm. What would you like us to do here, players? That's the pie. Oh, no, you shouldn't have. No, no, no. We don't have a time machine. We can't go and not give fucking Cam's wife a $15,000 ring. (laughs) Okay. Believe me, we wish we could. (laughs) So, So what are we doing now? Yeah. And the players, there is no other answer than- you know, okay. Well, it's a percentage decrease, or yeah, and then well, a- then and then then so now now repeat. Now this is your chance. Tell me that you understand what we've just yeah. broken down to you in black and white fucking ink on the paper in front of you. You understand. So, furthermore, based on our mutual understanding of how we're going yep. forward. There wouldn't be any need for someone to then go to the fucking newspaper and start gobbing off about dumb fucking pay shit. Yeah. Would there? And we're happy to publish that on our site. We'll publish yeah. that on nrl.com. Yep. That we've spoken to the players and they understand the position mm-hmm. we're in and they're with the game. And what they and what they need to do, they need to say, listen, fucking listen, listen, Clint, you're fucking you're um you your 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 Hawkins vagina fearing fucking bitch. <laughs> uh. <laughs> you, you cuck. Listen. RLPA is your fucking responsibility. Be responsible. Yeah, keep your fucking players. Reinforce line. what we've all agreed and know yep. and know to be true yep. in black and white. Reinforce it to your fucking charges. Yeah, and then shut the fuck up. And by the way, Clint, what pay cut are you taking? Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. It, uh, it again, they're rocking a hard place. But there is a way through it, but it needs to be spotlessly done. It needs to be publicly done, and the numbers need to be clear to the players. And remember, the media on two fronts mm-hmm. are, are your—they you. are your enemy. Yes, they're looking for someone to fucking gob off about this shit. Yeah. An active player to gob off about this shit. I mean, yeah. you know, God, they can always flush Gordy whenever they need to to hear the fucking yeah. the water trickling. <laughs> That's it. But they they your enemy. They want the negative thing, and yep. so and so. I mean, that, the the real rock and hard place for NRL as they move through this new shortened season is you kind of need the media because you want you know you want the excitement yep. and you want things to you know be pumped up. But at the same time, fuck, I'd love if they just locked it to NRL.com. 
Yeah, NRL.com or, you know what, wouldn't be the worst thing in the world if, uh, who does the Channel 7 sports up here? I have no fucking idea. You know, but yeah. Give them an exclusive or two. Yeah. Yeah. Just, and and not, not in a sneaky way. Throw them a couple of interviews they wouldn't have got otherwise. Yeah, and then maybe maybe the other media days are just done kind of like they do the media days on the on the Wednesday mornings or whatever it was back yeah. when football was a thing that happened in real life when they'd have just you know it'd be like two players turn or three players turn yep. that week and they'd front up in like a you know in the press yep. conferencing after training or whatever and then you know you're in a controlled situation and if there's a journalist and wants to wants to be a funny cunt and yep. and, and try and stir the shit yep go yeah, on get the fuck out you know you're not That's invited it. to the next one mate yep exactly. Uh, the the page from the old Wayne Bennett school of well the, the page from the fucking AFL school book of the way that they absolutely cut yeah, those true. journalists down there into line mm-hmm. you know that's uh, that's what they probably need to do mm. and uh, and and again for all its failings there's a sport that understands its place in the world mm-hmm. and that understands that people will want to read about the sport and will hopefully very quickly realise if everyone else has interviews with players and talking about games and you're writing puff pieces because you're not yeah. in the room yeah. Yeah. Speaking of AFL, did you see that fucking situation with that guy? I think he was a coach. Yes. <laughs> yes, I did. I mean, we've got fucking <laughs> over here. We've got Latrell Mitchell's been off off footy. Was underdone at the start of the season, and he's been off footy for two months. So he's looking a bit fucking puffed at training. Yeah. In the first training session for two months. Yep. That's what we've got over here. That's yeah. the news of the day. Let's blow that up into a yep. terrible fucking thing. Then, down here, we've got fucking <laughs> dude fucking stalking another chick dressed up as, like, you know, with some female, as a female alias on, on fucking Crystal Pistol and, like, <laughs> like it's, it's tremendous. We've got fucking yeah. Joe Exotic down there coaching the AFL, and then we just got, like, a dude that's a little bit fat and out of, pu- out of, out of puff up here. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Man. That's that's how good a job they like do a, of fucking keeping their media in line, though. That it's not like this fucking crazy circus. And and the officer that leaked the photo has been suspended already. They've found out who it is. Uh, yeah, they know who it is, and they're like, yeah, fuck that. Yeah, and then they made a statement saying that you know this you know this shouldn't be something yeah. that comes out and be yeah. becomes like a new thing. And it you know. like total utter control of the media apparatus down there around that sport. Like, how good is meth though? <laughs> Like, like, really? I don't know. Is it? Is it though? Well, you know, what happens when people get drunk? Yeah, there might be a bit of a punch on, or get their dick out. Yeah, maybe that's it. Yeah. Like meth, meth makes you put thought into shit. Like you're making plans. Yeah, like elaborate shit though. Yeah. Like you're creating these fucking, you know, secret identities. Of a reverse gender to the one of which you are. And, and this is the thing, though. I feel that he doesn't get the appreciation he deserves because all that anyone's seen of him is that pose where he's, you know, at the desk. At the desk with the wig and the- Done up very well. well speaking of Jeffries. Well, I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't go so far as Jeffrey because, I mean, like, you know, Jeffries are like fucking tens. <laughs> 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 but, but with the scheming, the meth scheming, I guarantee that if you went to his house, there would be a fucking bin in that bathroom full of used Veet wax strips <laughs> that he's fucking done his legs and his pits. And fucking, like, that's some intricate shit. Goodbye, horses, that's CD, the, oh, and his fucking that's stereo. It. Yeah, fuck yeah. 
a uh, a deep a deep fucking well <laughs> under his house with a bucket attached to a string. Uh, yeah. <sighs> Jeez, fuck. Hope that guy gets some much needed help. Or you know, you Not- go, girl. <laughs> I mean, you or know, a reality TV show with nine. I mean, it really, I mean, all he was doing wrong was stalking the girl. I mean, you know, just maybe less stalking and just yeah, enjoy yourself. <laughs> Recaps for round eight. It was magic weekend. Can you fucking believe it? The weekend. Who would have thought? At the start of the year, or fucking not even the start of the year, when did they announce the dates and everything? People getting excited and shit, like October maybe, or you know August, September. Like it was a long time ago. People buying tickets and shit. We had uh, tickets for stuff, and we had all oh, you know all friends man. coming up. And I mean, there was chicken. There was going to be chicken. Oh, there was going to be chicken. They're closed down now. Fucking. Oh, although we were going to march the Andes. It, it was past. <laughs> <laughs> it it was past magic round. That I had like twelve days of crippling hemorrhoids after eating nothing but fat belly jacks for three days. Straight. Well, we had it, yeah. We like, I, I, like on the Saturday, I had it for every meal, yeah, including breakfast, yeah. Like <laughs> <laughs> anyway, to celebrate, I, I did actually make some 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 hot chicken on the weekend. It was fucking great. I had some dinner tonight as well. It was oh, that's it was nice. Very Thanks. Yeah. Where's the fucking? It's not. It's not. It's not perfect yet. It's, it's pretty fucking good, but when I perfect it, I think I know what I needed to perfect it. What is it now. about me that makes you think I demand perfection and that my yeah, standards aren't in the fucking gutter? Yeah, that's true. But next time next time is going to be even better. So, like, yeah, within the next two weeks, I reckon, I I'll probably crack it out again. I know. And uh, it's pretty, pretty, pretty good. Um, I'll tell you, although I did make it and, like, the initial heat that it was set at was, like, the really fucking hot level. Yeah, really? Like, it was, it was fun. And then it was like, I was almost like my chest was hot. All night, and I was like, I can't go to bed. I don't know if I'm gonna like fucking like get like you know, heartburn and shit if I lay down like this. And so I stayed up and watched the Jordans for you know a couple of hours, yeah. and I went to bed about midnight, and I was fine. And it was the next more next day, fine, perfectly fine. So tonight, anyway, I backed it. I, I backed it off like a third of the the the, the cayenne pepper. And it was still pretty fucking hot, but it dissipated. It dissipated faster though, so I think I need to. I don't know, put some more sugar in it or something, just mm. to like offset the, just to just to make it more like a a day to day, a day to day heat rather than a fuck yourself up with like three pints of, of beer heat. But um, it was good. It was very good. Uh, the recaps this week from the Twitch games: the Tigers twelve defeated the Sharks zero. Benji was another man of the match. I swear he's fucking looking at the Dalian medal if this game, if we keep playing it out in the game all year long, because he's every Tigers game that they win, he's a man of the match. And this, oh, really? And this this game was then this game was no exception. He scored a try again. He gets he's on about a try a game pace, and he does some other. You know, huge thing like a 40-20 or you know a big break or shit that turns the game as well. He's on fire. Uh, the mighty Manly Seagulls eighteen defeat the Broncos zero, which sounds like a big win and and it was, but until about the sixty fifth minute, it was nil all. It was fucking stress city. And then after the first try, then yeah, then the Manly just fucking smashed them. Have you had a game with Manly in it where you haven't been Manly yet? No, I have not, yeah, and, okay. I, and, and I and I and I will not. Okay, <laughs> that's my one concession that I that I have. Um, the Rabbitohs, 30, defeated the Knights, 4. Ooh. It was looking like, at halftime, it was looking like the first chance we've had to score 40 points in how's the game. The, how's the troll going at fullback? Well, yeah, not really. He's in the centres, isn't he? Oh, okay, I mean, fair enough. <laughs> I, 
you know, people can say what they fucking like about super coaches and this and that, but fucking Alex Johnson's a fullback at that side. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you. And uh, that's why they're traveling so well. Um, the Knights, it was, they were down 30 nil with 20 minutes to go. And I was like, this is a good chance. We could even nudge 50 here. Fucking Callum Ponga scored the only points. Of the, and, it was, and it was a good try too. Flat track bully. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and then it was basically just, it was all night after that. And uh, they only conceded that one try, but uh, it did cut the 50 down. So it, it turned it only to 34 win. Uh, the Raiders won, defeat the Bulldogs zero in, extra <laughs> point, in, in golden point extra time. <laughs> it was a dour encounter. Um, the Bulldogs really have got less than little, little, little going for them. Let me say, uh, the Cowboys thirteen upset the Roosters six. It was six all for a while. Ooh. Asiata with a long range field goal to put the Cowboys ahead, and then the last play of the game where it was just like the the Roosters were working like it was right before the end of the game with the field goal. So the Roosters had like a set. And not, not even a set, like three tackles. And so Teddy went for a chip and chase, got picked out of midair, and then carted to the to the house for a try to end it. So 13 6 is how it ended. Um, the Warriors, in, in the most epic, epic uh, upset of the round, the Warriors 12 defeat the Eels 6. Jesus. The Eels scored immediately, and the people are on the chat are like, you're going to get fucking done by 50. And I'm like, I know. But the Warriors dug deep. Fucking the Tamworth vibes. Cody Nicarima in, se- in, in seven, Blake Green in six. Cody Nikarima kicked a 40-20, which, and then from the scrum base, they got two of us to check one-on-one with yep. someone, and he scored under the sticks to tie it up. Yeah, okay. And then in the second half, the Eels are doing nothing but fucking hammering the Warriors, and they were not getting past like their 40 every set, but Blake Green kicked a 40-20. They got it. They got him into position to score a try, and then he kicked. The, then Blake Green started kicking 40-20s to base, to just turn the tide of the game, and a uh, tremendous effort. Nice. And with our uh, with our uh, Papa Lee barging over to give them the win, um, the Panthers forward to feed the Titans nil. Fucking nice. In another dour game, Toto scored in about the first set of the game. Yep. And then it was just a fucking punish ever since. The most notable part of that game, of course, was when uh, Ash Taylor uh, or maybe it was Tyron Roberts went for went for forty twenty down the left hand side. The two. The two, it wasn't going to go out. It was down. It was past the twenty, but it wasn't going to go out of bounds. It was just going to pull up short. Yep. And so, and so the winger, the wing, the winger in the center of Penrith on that side of the field were like, "We're just going to, we're just, we're just going to leave it. It's not going to go in." Here. And Cleary just swooped through, grabbed it, and ran over the sideline oh, <laughs> and turned. Fuck, it yeah, I fucking hate those. It was fucking hilarious. The, the, like the two players were literally backed off, but he just got swept in from the side and straight over the sideline. Oh, um, that's a couple of games in a row where where Cleary has done nothing. Yeah, all well, he's you know TikToking with rat bags. Yeah, I guess. So you can watch the complete streams for the round as well as edited highlights for each game at twitch.tv forward slash this week in league. So uh, chuck us a follow over there and you'll be notified when I go live with games, usually on Friday and Sunday nights. And uh, it seems like we get way more people on the chat when I can start it early. So I'll try and start it like, you know, around 8.30, uh, 9pm when I can. Yep. about as early as I can do it. Uh, thanks for everyone who gets on. We've got some regulars that jump on the streams and it's always a good time. So uh, thank you to you guys. And uh, yeah, I'll, I'll see you on there on Friday night. Mailbag this week. Got one here from Chapo. Will this season be classed as an asterisk season due to it not being a full season? We've already discussed that. Well, we've discussed it on in the Facebook group. 
Yeah, yeah. so I thought I'd bring it out to the... Uh... No, we did it on episode. Really? Yeah. The answer's no. It's not Astrid. We've had two rounds. We're getting like 20. Yeah, so, I mean, that's it. it's, it's close enough. Yeah. I mean, sure, there's probably... You know, we're going to get the same dance around 7, 8, 9, 10. Yep. As we do in a normal year. You know, this, this season probably will be tougher than any others. So, in saying that, it, it's the reverse of an asterisk well. In that... It's going to be a true triumph of conditioning coaching, I think, because Correct. the teams that are going to make the finals, it's going to be a combination of the teams that have done did well before, uh, before Rona hit. Yep. But then it's also going to be a, a case of the teams... That get that are competitive out the gate yes. immediately because with two months without contact and things like that, yeah. teams that don't have um, coaches with great systems and structures yep. in place are going to take a lot longer to ramp up to the point. They may yes. take another four weeks, you know, in the round four of the new competition yeah. before they even, yeah. you know, start to sort of approach what you know their best, you know. So and the other thing that's going to need to be very carefully managed is emotional and psychological energy. And by that, I mean that these guys, yeah, they're footy players. Mm-hmm. And they know, and for all of their careers, or their professional careers at least, that they go back to pre-season training on, you know, yeah. this day. Yep. And then they have this long into a pre-season. Mm-hmm. And then they get into, and they've got 25 rounds, semifinals. Yep. They've got a roadmap for how that looks. This is unexplored territory. Yep. You don't want your teams to to get that the emotional yips, mm-hmm. you know, where where they're just so overcome or they're happy to be back or they're excited and they can't yep. contain that. And it's it's where I think teams like like you said the Storm and the Roosters teams like that yep. have a very big advantage. Yeah, I think Dan Desi's another one will have people right. I think Wayne to an extent. But it depends how much he wants to persist with this Latrell fullback business. Yeah. Seems like he still wants to, but, you know, that could be smoke and mirrors as well. But um, In, in trying to light a candle here, mm-hmm. I really would like to believe that Wayne sees this situation for what it is. Mm-hmm. There's a young man that's struggling with the pressures that come with being a high-profile sports player. Yep. And especially one of an Indigenous background yep. who doesn't shy away from it, mm-hmm. you know, who- who carries that flag proudly. Quite, quite literally yeah, in the commercial. Yeah, that's you know. it. Um, you know, and and maybe looks at it and says, well, you know what? He probably wouldn't have been my first choice otherwise, but maybe I don't need to add to his shit at the moment. Yeah. So yep. that's what I'd like to think Hunky Wayne's thinking while he's fucking his gilf. Yeah. <laughs> You know, what he's thinking while he's fucking his gilf is really of no concern to me. <laughs> I mean, I can leave that aside. You know, your mileage may vary. Maybe <laughs> maybe it gets you there faster. I don't know. But <laughs> um, Chris, Chris says, the worst game you ever attended. I'll give you mine. Broncos versus Penrith at QE2 in the year 2000. Broncos flogged us 48-6. Such a shitty place to watch footy. And it was even worse when your team's getting smashed. Yeah, I'm really good. I'm really place. good at fucking repressing the bad things in my life down and just pushing them aside yeah. into this into this part of me that's probably going to manifest as cancer. But um, <laughs> <laughs> like just, you wake up one day, you left nuts like a watermelon. Yeah, <laughs> that's where it's been going. Oh, that was a 2007 grand final. <laughs> yeah. um, 
the worst the worst game. So I, I guess I'm, the way I'm going to take this is like you know the most unpleasant, mm. like not the not the poorest quality. Mm. But I, I look, I I don't have any specific uh, memories, but I definitely agree with you. Every Northern Eagles or Manly game I watched in that QE two air. Era of the Broncos, and I lived at Mount Gravatt at the time, so we only we could almost walk to the mm-hmm. games. Um, it's just a short bus ride um, from home, so it was super convenient. So it was great. I'd go down there, and I'd take like you know father-in-law down there who was a Broncos supporter and stuff. And man, sitting in that cavernous fucking outdoor, yeah, cunt of an arena in winter when it was it was, it was fucking, fucking co- concrete. It was step it was seats. cold, and there was. And it wasn't like the Super League days. In the Super League days, like the Broncos would get fucking, you know, they get seventy thousand to a game of St George, yeah. or, or you know, just after Super League finished. Yep. But um, in that sort of era, this was not that sort of era, and like there was no cunt there. Yeah. Maybe there was twenty thousand in a yeah. fucking eighty thousand seat thing. Is doesn't show up as anything. It's like when you watch a fucking Bulldogs game now when they're at A and Z, and they didn't have the fucking. Con- crowd control facilities to say, well, okay, everyone's sitting there. Yeah, yeah. And also, and I mean, it, it was it was of a similar size to ANZ for capacity, I think, but it wasn't like as modern. Like it was like ANZ, ANZ had the, you know, the, the huge over where people would sit and everything, but it kind of felt like it was built in. Yep. Whereas, whereas, where QE two felt like it was just like rickety, like you could yeah. see under the seats. Yeah. Was like you know the, there was no no wall behind the the, the yeah the, you could yeah, see yeah, under yeah. the seats you know it was like fucking it was just flimsier sort it was of a step above a fucking high school grandstand yeah yeah and yeah. um and oh uh, yeah and and manly cops and fucking ass ass whippings back in the days there just like mm. it was you know just pre you know pre Desmond uh, getting things going again um yeah mine again it's not like there there've been some fucking rough games yeah like there have been some rough patches. But I think the one that hurt me most was the 2004 qualifying final. Mm-hmm. We were beaten by the Bulldogs. Mm-hmm. Because I remember watching it at Mr. Wars' then girlfriend's house. Oh, so, okay, this is not one you've attended, though. No. Okay. But it's just- I. Like all of these fucking emotions in me, <laughs> in that the other one of our mates that was there was a fucking mad keen Bulldogs fan. Yeah, and one of those fans that's just such a nice person. Yeah, that you can't you can't begrudge him his, yeah, his moment. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> um, but the thing is that Wars was giving me enough shit. That I wanted to fucking punch someone, <laughs> and I couldn't take it out on the dogs fan that had just beaten us. So it was yeah, it was, yeah. It was emotionally confusing. Yeah, I mean, I think like the two thousand seven grand final fucking suck suck balls, but that was yeah. you know it's still like like beforehand there was like a like next to ANZ there's like the the Sydney Aquatic Centre yep. and there was a function there you know and having beers with Cliffy and stuff and and like it was fucking great like I mean that's like great memories from that. Um, it's just, you know, the game sucked. But I remember afterwards, I tried to fight every yeah. fucking storm supporter I could find. And, yeah, but, look, um, here's the thing. Down down the track from that 2004 game. Yeah. Um, it's, you know, on my side of things, it's the Yuri of Cleary. And on mm. their side of things, they're looking at Josh Reynolds to be their fucking saviour. Yeah. So, yeah, levels. Catfish. 
<laughs> Catfish Reynolds. Why has that become his nickname? <laughs> really? Probably because it's extremely hurtful to him, I guess. But you know, <laughs> I'm sure there's other hurtful nicknames. Well, no, he wasn't really catfished. Like she, well, she was as attractive in real life as she pretends to be on on the gram. You know? Yeah, I guess it was more the it was more the the fake fetuses. She wasn't catfishing him with like with you know tits or you know the ability to to fit into a medium sized shark's polo shirt. <laughs> For example, <laughs> Sam says, "What's Jay's favorite movie?" What's my favorite movie? Yeah, Backdoor Sluts Nine. <laughs> <laughs> Who's in the cast of Sluts for that particular? I don't know, um, but that's that's a deep cut because that's actually. The movie from an episode of South Park, <laughs> um, where the boys think that they have that they have a copy of Lord of the Rings. <laughs> actually, I've seen that, but one. it's actually a copy of Backdoor Sluts Nine. Um, um, oh, I think movies are a complete and utter waste of fucking time, and you get all you need from the small screen these days. You know, I've got new Rick and Morty's back. Yeah, you watch that one yet? Yeah, 100%. yeah. I only watched it today. I forgot. Oh. I had it for two days, and I was like, "Oh fuck, I've got to watch tickets, please." <laughs> um, no, I, I enjoy uh, Kevin Spacey films. I find his characters quite easy to relate to in most of his movies. <laughs> uh, uh, Mel Gibson films. You know, I'm not pretty- going to hear. Look, I, I think he's un- he's unfairly maligned. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, who hasn't wanted to call a cop sugar tits? <laughs> I'm sure I've wanted to meet a cop that I think would satisfy the criteria of being being worthy of sugar tits. Um, oh, look, I I enjoyed uh, the Star Wars films. You probably enjoyed the first half of American History X. <laughs> oh, dude, that the fucking sound. Yeah, the sound that the teeth the curb make. the curb stomping sound. What is it? Is it a foley? Is that, is that the sound guy? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like not not the fucking the mix there. Foley artist is one. Yeah, who not yeah. the the fucking dumb engineer guy who ends up getting awards for all the work that other people did. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're talking about the guy's teeth, like on the like the scrape, yeah, yeah, the sound. Yeah, yeah. I want to know what they did to get that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> fucking noise. Um. Oh. What other films do I like? Yeah, again, you know, this, that's not a film. The Sopranos is a great TV show. Yep. Yep. I'm a simple man. I don't need the big screen and all of its, you know, Hollywood jam your, their agenda down your throat, you know, <laughs> um, Illuminati bullshit. Oh, God. Just, just give me the small screen, um, good stories, great actors, time travel. <laughs> Quantum Leap. That was another great show. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know exactly what I'm thinking about right yeah, now. Right? That's it. <laughs> so Lachlan, uh, he included this video, which I have not watched because I just do not want to. Uh, about the ten greatest NRL players of all time from NRL on nine, and you very um, presciently 
<laughs> said if you can type them out we'll discuss them <laughs> yeah. um you said you'll probably forget to watch the video i actively do not watch these videos but um but he was very kind enough to give us the the list that they that they made which was uh 10th Laurie Daly, nine, Tamalolo, eight, Cronk, seven, Inglis, six, Fittler, five, Slater, four, Lockie, three, Smith, two, Johns, one, JT. I hate fucking lists. I can't yeah. tell you how much I hate fucking lists and the ranking, the, the need to rank things. Even like that question about your favorite movie, like I couldn't answer that. And then someone would go, well, your top five favorite movies. I don't fucking know. Like, yeah. <laughs> like dep- I, don't, depends. I, don't, I don't carry lists around in my head of shit because I don't feel the need to organize things. It, it also depends- um- firmly on things like mood yeah you know so, some days i could sit down and quite happily watch the the first two godfather films back to back yeah other days i'd find sitting through the fucking um where were they fucking kuba scene a punish like yeah. just that fucking 20 minutes yeah yeah so yeah horses for courses the so. issue i have with all of these lists is that nrl lends itself to having such a wide range of athletes, yeah, um, you, know, you you got people ranging from your your small um, crafty players right up to your, your big demolition wrecking balls, and it's so hard to quantify. Um, yeah, what like what, what are the criteria? What what are the criteria yeah. that you use that you use to compare um, the JTs with each other? Yeah, like, that's it. You like, know. Really, I mean, you know, then then you get into that situation of well, okay, when you really you know, dig on it, yeah, there's so many other variables about these things that go into making them great. So, uh, you know, they talk about um, uh, Thurston being better than Johns. Okay, well, what were the other teams like at that time? Um, who, who did they play in the finals? You know what? what yeah, was the- but you know what? I think the ultimate boiling down, like you're, you're looking at it too academically and reasonably. I think they did a list like this and put JT at the top ahead of John's as a calculated move to drive engagement and clicks. because outrage drives yeah, clicks. Exactly. That's that's what it was there for. Cronk eight. Yeah. When you look at him, why is Cronk five places lower than Smith? You know what I mean? Why? Because I know who the impactful person of that duo was. Yeah. Because Smith doesn't win them when Cronk left, and where Cronk goes wins them when Cronk yeah. goes there to them. That's it. I mean, that seems like a fucking no-brainer. Yeah. Spot on. Spot on. Put Smith ahead of him if you want to, but five places? Fuck out of here. They should be right next to but each other. What, either way. You know, what's- Oh, I don't know. Look, you know, do the math. Do the Melbourne Storm- with Smith and no Cronk win more than with Cronk and no Smith. Who, who knows? Yeah, because Captain Cuntox wanted to get his 400 games yeah, up. true. So, so when were they sh- playing without him? Who knows? It's not a fucking unknowable. It's <laughs> yeah. very knowable. Who's fucking, who's counted, I should say. Who cares is what you're trying to say. Um, I'm all for uh, creating fantasy teams, mm-hmm. as in uh, if you had to draft a team, who was your draft? Yeah. Um, because I think that forces you to put more thought into it. Yeah. You know, to, to really go through and go, well, okay, if I've got a lock, who who do, who do I have to pick as the best lock of the decade? Yeah. Um, then the other thing that comes in at NRL lists is that if you're trying to be as close to real life as you can, 
all your picks affect each other. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. You know, it's how they've picked Origin. How many times was there an Origin player, and everyone knows that if it wasn't for their combination with the player next to them, they probably wouldn't have made the team just based on their own performance. Yeah. But together, they're greater than the sum of their parts. Yep. Um, so, man, really thank you for writing that out. Um, I agree 100% with Nate in that I'd say Fox has done that just to drive outrage and just- yeah, nine, sorry. It was, it was NRL on nine. Oh, sorry, nine. nine. But, um, but yeah, Fox has done enough of these fucking lists. And also, it, it's not hard to take advantage of the Queensland versus New South Wales thing. Yeah. Because realistically, it probably would go John's- um, I'd, for me, I'd put Cronk ahead of Thurston as well. Yeah, I mean, I'd probably put Lockyer ahead of Thurston. I mean, I'd, yeah. I'd, I'd, I, yeah, I, I, Thurston yeah. was he was a very good player, very very good player, and gutsy. But fucking, but outside gutsy. of that grand, outside of the the twenty fifteen grand final, what what are his crowning achievement, crowning moments? Yeah, all in a fucking Queensland side with let's- Smith, Cronk, Slater. Yeah, and Inglis and every other cut. Yeah, that's it. Like that's where he's. That's and, where the majority of his achievement occurred. And if we're looking at that premiership winning side, mm-hmm. you know, he he potentially fucking choked when it counted in the conversion. Yeah, no, I mean it was it was like the sideline as it gets. I mean, fucking yeah, I come on, <laughs> uh, but did it behind a fucking all time forward pack. You know, you'd would it be safe to say that nine and oh look and you know, at that stage it wasn't it wasn't terrible. I was gonna say nine's the only position that they didn't have a a fucking fantastic forward in. Yeah. Yeah. That was a great fucking forward pack for a half to play behind. Yeah. So um Yes, I'm uh, I'm all for lists, but yeah, let's do them by position if we're gonna do them at all. Yeah. Next from Twitter, we've got uh, JR underscore Buff. He said, uh, do you think there are too many ex-players in the media? The majority are too scared to speak out because they want to be one of the boys still. The game needs genuine commentators who actually talk about the game, know the rules, and leave opinions for magazine TV. I don't think that's ever going to happen because there is a perception in rugby league at all levels of the sport, whether it be administration, media, whatever, that there are rugby league people. Yes. And you must be one of these rugby league people to get a seat yeah, at the rugby league it. table. And look, maybe there is too many ex players. It feels like there probably is too many ex players, just to your original question, because almost the entirety of the media is built out by ex players. Hmm, that's it. And and they're ex players with different purposes as well. Like, you get ones, like, when you get Cronk on a fucking thing talking about the game, it's yeah. great. Yeah. Because he knows it back to front. The way he played, it was very analytical, and so yep. it's an easy step for him to make to provide analysis and quality analysis outside yes. of the game. That's it. But then, you know, you get, like, Hindy and Fletcher. <laughs> like, fucking Brian Fletcher. I feel like he has f- done so much damage to his legacy on the field. Yeah. By the fucking jokey comedy character that he's now become. Yes. Motherfuckers forget how great he was for New South Wales and shit, yeah. man. Like, yeah, he was yeah. the shit back then. Yeah. But like a I've, fucking engine room. He's made me forget it. He's mm-hmm. literally made me forget how many good fucking origin memories he's yeah. given me 
just by being a clown and these days. Because of all the take the piss and let's do a whole segment where it's nothing but us knocking on or falling over or missing tackles. Yeah, yeah. Yep, that's it. And um, so, look, I feel like there's too many of that of them. I don't think that I don't think that the, the, a comedy subgenre needs to be something that's necessary in in rugby league television. Yeah, I'm happy for people to have a lighthearted look at things, and you know where they can go off their nut with an opinion, or they you know, and they can have heated debates, and you know they can laugh at a funny thing that happened through the week or something. Yeah. But to have like these people that seem to be just designated. Like Matty Johns and stuff. Like Matty Johns yep. is way, Matty Johns is way too good at broadcasting in general. Like he's definitely got the abilities, like a talented personality. Yes, that he doesn't have to be just the fucking comedy guy. No, you know what I mean. And his shows don't have to be the comedy shows. Yeah, he's a personable fucking guy who can speak well. Yep, and obviously knows the game, has had a great career, and is like he's just he's just a good on camera personality. Yes. that I don't think he has to be. You know. The, the the comedy guy, and I don't I don't think that genre of show even really needs to fucking exist to be honest. So like yeah, getting rid of all that sort of shit, and just having guys like Matty Johns who can be funny and crack a joke if they need to if the situation calls for it, but it's not a comedy, you know, centric yeah. thing. Yeah. Think yeah. back uh, to the glory days of commentators. I'm talking about you, Daryl Eastlake days. Huge. <laughs> He wasn't an ex-player. Yeah. You know, I well, look, you know, he, he may have played. Uh, but I would be happy with a team of, you know, you'd have a commentator and you'd have- A professional broadcaster and a colour color guy who is perhaps yeah. an ex-player who- That's it. Can speak well on yeah. the game. Yeah. And you know what? Unfortunately, I don't think Freddie and Joey are really those guys either, to be honest. I, you know, it's like your cronks. I, yeah, I'd love Cron- I love Joey when he talks about Matt Elliott. The game. Is another guy on the radio who's That's fucking it. great. Fucking and talking he, about the game. When he had his show where he'd do the fucking the pause and the this and the running plays and yep. that was great. But yeah, the the whole issue of of ex players, um, I think they need to open up the scope. Uh, you look at all of those shows, and there's a, a range of players there. Yep. I don't. I tell you what. If the networks actually wanted to give back, then I would be. It would go in their favour. That um, at some stage, they go and go uh, get a bunch of ex players that no one's heard from. Yeah. And get them in on shows. Get them in. To, to review where the teams that they played for are at and, and talk about that just so there's some different voices. And maybe, you, and maybe unearth the ones that, that can be developed with further- Not even that. You know. Not even that. But to celebrate the fucking history of the game. Yeah. To get guys who aren't too fucking CTE'd yep. or aren't going to say anything you know, casually racist or homophobic, <laughs> yeah. which would be out there, unfortunately. Yeah. But to come in and talk about, okay, well, this is how when they played the game, this is what they did, and yep. this is where they see it now, and yep. you know, just so so much simple stuff about, yep. oh, well, if I was coaching this team, this is what I would tell because I played prop. This is what I would tell those props to do. Yeah, yep. That's where I think the opportunity lies in ex-players, not so much in just having the same ones be the same fucking mouthpieces they always are. Yeah, but there's also like this um 
like I don't know if it's the reality, but there's certainly like I feel like it's a, a perception that it's the players that are like the most famous players yeah. are the ones that that, that then then slide into like if you think about yeah. Channel Nine, you think about that list of greatest players that we just mentioned. Like just about fucking all yeah, of them. That's it. <laughs> Tom Lolo's still playing, so he's so he's an exception. But you look at Channel Nine, Fitler, Maybe Lockie, Cronk's eight, Joey. You just figured. <laughs> yeah. it. You just hit the nail. Yeah. On why Cronk's JT, eight. like oh. like their top four, yeah. with the or top five with the exception of Cameron Smith. Yep. Who's still playing? Are all fucking just slid straight into Channel Nine. Well, maybe they go. Yep. Maybe that's it. There you go. They like Joey's laughing. You know, talking about spiders. Fuck. <laughs> Um, but serious now from from our our man Hammers. He's um said, uh, as you two are aware, been through a rough spell lately. Didn't really have anywhere to turn to, but the gang at Tool Nation, whether they knew what I was going through or not, picked me up and kept me trudging along until I could get through the other side. This group of people, whom most of whom have never met each other, are a collection of absolute top notch cunts. I want to thank Nate and Jay just for being who you are and helping me out of the doldrums, whether it's 2am blind as fuck fortnight sessions or TikToks of sleuths wanting a good old Hutchins experience you guys were there. <laughs> but I also want to give a special shout out to uh, JR Buff, Special K and Sam the Warden. They know why and I just want to let them know they're awesome cunts. Also, the other mob that made my life better. Thank you. Lastly, if anyone's out there doing it tough, if you're an OG or new listener, please reach out. There are so many awesome people here that genuinely want to help. Much love, Hammers. Thank you, sir. You're welcome, sir. And we do love you. Yeah, and you know we got you. Like we love all our listeners, but the there are some that have been around. Yes, for uh, for longer. Correct. And they fulfil a special place within us. Yes. And if other listeners can stick around as long, they can also fulfil that place within us. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Time is time is the big uh, the big factor. Do you do time and uh- <laughs> but yeah, I mean now you are you know you're not in our neighbourhood but close enough. That's so it. Hopefully this rhino shit backs off a little bit and uh, we can get some beers going on really soon. No, you're allowed to have uh, gatherings now, aren't you? Oh. You're allowed to exercise with one other person. Yeah. While you're socially distanced. Yes, correct. So, I'll just we'll go for a jog. I'll have him three metres on one side of me and you three metres on the other. And I'll just zigzag <laughs> back and forth. Just relaying messages. That's it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Nate said the Titans are shit. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> um, that's it. That's it for 349. Thanks for listening, everyone. As always, you can interact with us on Twitter. So, follow at TWI League and Facebook community lives at hashtag Twill Nation. Um, get in there if you can. As like as evidenced above with that, uh, that great message from Hammers. Uh, it's a great community of good cunts. Uh, direct link is uh, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Twill Nation. Uh, our Facebook page is facebook.com forward slash This Week in League. Make sure you hit the like button, share the posts around. We put them up for the releases each week. Help us spread the word. And uh, if you would like to support the show, make sure you drop us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts and anywhere else that takes reviews for the shit you listen to. And if you want to go the extra mile, digital memberships are still available and can be picked up at any time for only $3.99 per month. That's it. Next week is the three fifty. Haven't given it any thought because of this Rona shit. What are the uh, what are the protocols on tree fifty jokes? Well, 
I was talking about it with the Loch Ness Monster. I tell one give me no tree fitty. Loch Ness Monster knocked on my door and said, oh, no. he said I owe the tree fitty. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I guess there's no uh, no restriction, no limitation on Loch Ness Monster three fitty jokes. <laughs> so I'll tell you, we'll have a segment at the end of the show, if yep. we remember. Yep. Where people can send in uh you know, tweets or voice recordings of saying congratulations for true beauty. <laughs> yes. I'll tell you what I'll do for the Facebook people. I'll, I'll fucking dig into Skype and see if I can figure out the, uh, the, the voicemail thing or fucking, we, we should, we'll probably be able to do it by some other mechanism anyway. Yeah. But and then uh, we'll just release that as the episode. We don't have to do shit. <laughs> It's like one of those clip shows where I remember you remember the episode where we said this. <laughs> Except that we just the entire thing will just be about tree pretty. <laughs> oh, rest in peace, Chef, you That's crazy real dad, dude. He came down for three hundred. Yeah, well, I mean, if he's if he's not going to come down for three, if, if he's he, not going to come down for tree fitty, if he's then, not up um, in the Woomba. cutting eye holes we, into fucking sheets, we should we should be able to Skype his fucking. Thumb into it, into <laughs> it's us and Skype. We will be okay with that because Scott and Microsoft's owned by is Skype owned by Microsoft? Yes. Yeah. Good. Because then they're all white guys, so he's okay with using them. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, he's also okay with you know using coloured people too, but you know that's a, a different kind. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I'll tell you what. We'll figure out. We'll uh, over through the week. We'll figure out the technical ability for people to to drop messages off. And um, for the episode, and uh, we'll try and get real dad in for it. And uh, that'll be it. On that note, see you next week. A tree fitty. Tree fitty. <laughs> <laughs>